1: Good morning. Welcome to Morning Drive here on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. I'm Sean Sayer here with you uh, on a bright and sunny March 1st. So uh, welcome to the new month, everybody. March 1st, we had that one extra day in February that we had to deal with, and now we're on to the rest of the month here. Uh, it is a cold morning, though, and... Uh, but not as windy as it's been the last couple of days. Oh my goodness! It's uh, that was uh, that was some tough wind we had to get through. But we got through it, and uh, uh, onward and upward. We've got a great show coming for you this morning, so stick around for the whole hour. We have Jim McGrath. Jim is the Parks and Open Space Program Manager at the City of Pittsfield. Hopefully I got that title right, Jim, but uh, if I didn't, you can let me know. Perfect. All right, and we will be uh, coming back to that conversation with Jim in just a moment. First, let's do the weather forecast and find out what's in store for us over the next couple days. I hear that there's a little bit of a warming trend coming, which is welcome news. Let's see what that is playing out to be.
2: WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area, today, sunny. Not as cool with highs in the lower 40s. Southwest wind 5 to 10 mph with gusts up to 20 mph. Tonight, mostly clear in the evening, then becoming mostly cloudy. Not as cold with lows in the upper 20s. South wind 10 to 15 mph with gusts up to 25 mph. Saturday, rain likely with a chance of snow in the morning, then rain in the afternoon. Highs in the mid-40s. South wind 10 to 15 miles per hour with gusts up to 25 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation 90%. Weather forecasts for FM are provided by the National Weather Service. I don't know,
1: maybe I take it back there. Uh, that, that doesn't sound like a great Saturday <laughs> forecast. <laughs> yeah, a little rainy. <laughs> a little rainy, a little warmer though, but rainy and a little bit of chance of snow in the morning. Okay, well, whatever. We just deal with it in, in March. And you never know what you're going to get in March. March, we've seen... Some really big snowstorms in the past. I mean, you know, it's just... March can be a really weird weather month. Very unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially in the Berkshires. All right. Well, good morning. Welcome to Morning Drive here on 89.7 WTBR-FM. Jim McGrath, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me in. Absolutely. Always uh, a lot to talk about with uh, the department that you uh, are in the and, and your job. I hope I got it right. Parks and Open Space Program Manager. Is there uh, more
3: to that? There is more to that. It's, right. the, I, I'm actually the park, open space, and natural resource program manager. Uh-huh. So I cover a lot of territory, yeah, uh, primarily park and open space and uh, capital projects. If you see something being built in a park, that's mm-hmm. generally uh, something I'm involved with. But uh, just generally the natural resource management of the city of Pittsfield yep. as well. So
1: And so wide-ranging uh, group of topics that we talk about when you come on the show. A lot of it uh, revolves around parks, but then there are also things like dam removals and, uh, and and other types of things like that. We're going to talk about all those today. Um, one of the things uh, uh, in the news recently uh, was the rest of River. Um, there's going to be a big... Uh, is it a public hearing that's happening in March?
3: Yeah, so uh, so I, I think most of your listeners are probably familiar mm. with the Rest of River Project. This yeah. is the cleanup of the Housatonic River from mm. Fred Garner uh, south down to Woods Pond. And there's a significant stretch in Pittsfield, mm. particularly through Ward 4.
1: And that's because the previous uh, cleanup efforts stopped at Fred Garner Park when, right. when it started at the GE plant and went down the Housatonic River. And that was how yeah. many years ago now that oh, that,
3: that finished Oh, boy, up? that was uh, in the last... Uh, late 90s, Mm. early 2000s. So yeah, so the project was segmented. There was the first mile and a half, Mm. which has been completed. That's from Lyman Street down to Fred Garner Park. And at the Um, time,
1: that was like the heaviest uh, pollution from PCBs, Yeah, it progressively
3: gets less Mm -hmm. as you travel south down the river. But uh, but the next stretch of the project uh, will commence within the next year to year and a half. Mm. And uh, uh, so on March 27th, that's a Wednesday evening at Herberg Middle School, The EPA, uh, working with the city, will host a community meeting, Mm. not only for folks uh, in Ward 4, uh, who will particularly be um, uh, impacted Mm -hmm. by all the construction activity, but for the rest of the community. The idea is to get everyone back up to speed on exactly Mm. what the project entails— timing, uh, and we'll talk about those quality of life issues that will really impact yeah. folks in those neighborhoods, like uh, dust and noise and right. timing of work. So we want to put it all on the yeah. table. Travel, for instance, yeah. uh, tru- tru- truck travel. Tru- and truck routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is going to be a long-duration project. Yeah. And
1: actually, I remember uh, a similar meeting to this just before the pandemic hit. So that's how long even this part of the project has been going on, right? That was, uh, I want to say it was February of 2020. And it yeah. was it was kind of a hotly debated meeting, if I remember correctly, at, at Herberg that that night, and that was only the beginning of just talking about what was going to be happening.
3: Exactly, that was a uh, so there have been a number of meetings. This has been this the planning for this project has been ongoing, mm-hmm. and there are sort of milestone points in the development of the plans and permit approvals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're beyond all that. The permit mm-hmm. has been issued. It was challenged by uh, some appellants uh, who weren't so happy with some of the specifics that were. Uh, uh... in the plan but the uh... the ruling has been that the project can move forward and um... so the planning is happening in earnest the mm. project is going to happen mm. uh... there will be a uh... a disposal facility down in lennoxdale mm. where a certain amount of uh... of, of the, the, the lesser um, Hazardous material will go, and then the r- higher hazardous material will travel out of state.
1: Mm-hmm. So there have been a few controversies. Obviously, the existence of that um, of that PCB dump, essentially, or you know disposal facility, whatever you want to call it, uh, that was the first really big thing. And then uh, there's been a lot in the news in the last few months about okay, how do you get it there, right? And, and then how do you get some of the other stuff that's removed from the river? to uh, its final destination, wherever that's going to be. Is that going to be by truck travel? Is that going to be by rail, Uh, you know, other means?
3: You're right. That's really a real critical component to where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not entirely settled. Uh, how do we so what are mm. the routes that the trucks use mm-hmm. uh, um, to get down to the it's what is being called the UDF or upland disposal facility? Mm. It's basically the landfill in mm-hmm. Lennoxdale. Uh, what are the circulation routes? Uh, and then for that uh, higher uh, hazardous material, how does that get out of the Berkshires? Does mm. it go on rail or does it go in trucks? Mm-hmm. And if it goes on trucks, it' typically either has to go uh, it has to get to the mass pike, uh, mm-hmm. and that's either through Pittsfield down Route 20 westbound, mm. or it's through the town of Lee, mm-hmm. uh, right through the center of Lee down to uh, Route 20 and the interchange there. So. Mm. You know, there's there's a lot to consider here, and right. uh, th- that chapter is not closed. There's a lot mm-hmm. of discussion, a lot of conversation, um, and, uh, and and the EPA has some real tough decision-making ahead of them working with GE, uh, and certainly the communities mm-hmm. and others are, are weighing in as well heavily.
1: Yeah. So since this um, still applies and, and um, uh, affects people in the southern part of Pittsfield, essentially right up to the, the point where it crosses into – Lennox, That's one of the reasons why we've got a meeting coming up. And is the, will this be the last meeting that we'll discuss these topics, or will this continue to go on until no? This some is of the the, decided. The,
3: so the city is very committed, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I'll give kudos to Councilor Jim Conant, mm-hmm. Ward Four Counselor, who has advocated for this type of neighborhood meeting. You know the idea is to get folks as involved uh, and get them as much information as we possibly have at the moment, so that everyone is on board. Well, maybe they're not on board, but mm. at least they're informed. educated, mm-hmm. and informed about what's happening. Yeah. So, um, there this by f- by no stretch will be the last meeting. There mm. will be more conversations coming around uh, the planning for this, and uh, and I'd imagine once we once the the, the, the routes and the uh, the takeout points are settled, you know they're going to need to be additional conversation with uh, director Butters about what this all means and how they can stay engaged. So, yeah. um, you know, the city is very committed to making certain that any n- negative impacts are mitigated to the extent that we can. So, mm-hmm.
1: do you know if there's um sort of a general idea of when that part of it will be finished? At least for the city of Pittsfield and then moving on down because it's a long-term project that we're talking another 10 years, is that how long this is going to go on?
3: Yeah, this the the the, the stretch in Pittsfield could take eight to ten years yeah. to complete that's a big um, big it, deal this is a yeah. this is a massive undertaking mm-hmm. this is by far the largest public works project that the Berkshires will have ever seen mm. and uh, hmm. you know it's incumbent on all of us to to understand what's happening and mm-hmm. to weigh in and because the, the community voices really help mm. drive the planning for the project
1: and then the end result of this project is that the Housatonic River will be, what at that point?
3: Well, the goal is that the river become fishable and swimmable. That's okay. kind of the buzzwords. That's mm. the goal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, of course, piece, you know, the, the, the goal of the project is to remove PCBs from the river, mm. from the river bottom, from the river banks, from the floodplains. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to get all of the PCBs. Mm. So th- a lot of the work is centered around uh, finding where the, 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 the hottest spots are mm-hmm. and, and cleaning those up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a dynamic river system. Uh, you know, the, the floodplains are vast. You know, there's a certain amount of uh, what's called monitored natural recovery for areas where PCBs will stay. And mm-hmm. those will continue to be monitored mm-hmm. for, you know, for long-term impacts to ecosystems and, uh, and potential human health. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, but this is our once-in-a-generation opportunity to right. remove PCBs from this waterway.
1: Yeah, and also the fact that uh, basically you still have <laughs> a viable company that was uh, responsible, essentially, for the uh, depositing of, of these PCBs over the course of so many decades. Um, you know, in so many other communities, those companies no longer exist or, you know, have been sold down and to the point where you can't find someone responsible to pay for it. And at least that, you know... As long as a long-term project as it is, at least you have someone, you know, a company that can, can make that happen or, yeah, the, or be responsible for making it
3: happen. The responsible party, in this case General Electric, mm. is still uh, very much a viable uh, company that has deep pockets to undertake this project. Mm-hmm. So, again, this is our opportunity. This is a once-in-a-generation opportunity to do what's right for the river. Right. But, again, it, w- with the project will come um, – will come some disruption in neighborhoods mm-hmm. and again I the city is committed to make certain that we understand what those could be and to mitigate those to the extent we can yeah
1: is that uh, and I remember you know for, for anyone who can remember the sort of machinery that was in the river in between uh, the old GE plant and let's say Fred Garner Park and sort of the types of things they had to do it was really you know there was a lot of dredging and there was a lot of uh, sort of Things that they put on the sides of the river to, you know, yeah. make that happen—is that the type of thing that the people will expect to see in their neighborhoods, by in their backyards, for example?
3: This is a this is a project which can only be executed with heavy machinery mm. and uh, and uh, large construction staging. You know, portions of the river will be piped. There will be sheet pilings. Uh, um, you know, there will be uh, takeout points. There will be a lot of sediment that will be pulled out and dewatered before mm-hmm. it's eventually moved off site. So, uh, you know, this is a significant yeah. project. I don't want to downplay how important, but, it, you know, how, how large of a project this is, but right. how important it is that we undertake it. Yeah, And
1: some of those details, uh, will people know those at the meeting on the 27th of March, or is that something that will be, be continue to sort of get rolled out?
3: Yeah, so there, there are some uh, known uh, staging areas that will be presented, but... Uh, Uh, And there's some general understanding of what a circulation and the routes might be for truck transportation. So Mm. uh, EPA will present as much as they have that they're certain about Mm. uh, and will uh, put question marks around some other things that aren't entirely Mm. settled. So the folks
1: there on the 27th will be hearing some of these things for the first time, though, from the EPA. Some things and details that they haven't heard yet before.
3: No, I think most of most of what they'll hear has been presented Mm -hmm. and is is contained within public documents Mm -hmm. and other reports. But again, I don't want to think that everyone out there is uh, perusing the EPA website or is uh, uh, is getting (laughs) those emails because they're probably not. So, and it might not
1: necessarily be top of mind for a lot of people. There's a lot of things going on, and suddenly this rises to the top, and you say, "Oh." because I, I, I really is, ought to be thinking about that. And this has sort
3: of slow-burning project mm-hmm. that's been – Sort of in and out of the news for, for years and even decades. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yes, we will present as much information as we have for the residents and for the public around what we know about the project and what yeah. to expect.
1: The pandemic probably didn't help this process either, right? Because uh, again, I mentioned that the, one of the milestones I remember was a meeting similar to that in 2000, uh, 2020. And uh, you I was know, at that meeting. Yeah. And you know,
3: I thought, I, I, as I look back, that meeting might have been a super spreader. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being at that meeting <laughs> just before the pandemic. Yeah. Remember super spreaders, people? Oh, God.
1: Um, and, and who knew, right? But yeah.
3: Yeah. So uh, again, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll we can sort of wrap up this part of the conversation mm. with, you know, anyone who has any concerns about the project, wants to know more, please call me at City Hall mm. if I can't get the answer for you. I will put you in touch with someone who can. We want folks to be uh, as knowledgeable about this as they possibly can. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're committed to that. And
1: it's good to see people engaged. And when you see people come out at these meetings, uh, you know, to listen and to talk and to be heard, um, you know, that's that's engagement. That's that's real. Um, that, you know, this is why we uh, have a society the way we do so that we can uh, air these things out and, and talk them through. And, and like you said, there are things that are not set in stone yet and can, be discussed and that's uh,
3: exactly there's still yeah. time to influence some aspects of what mm. uh, is being planned
1: so again that's march 27th at what time at, at herberg that'll Middle be School? six o'clock 6 right uh, at the dinner
3: mm-hmm. hour uh, and expect it to last a couple hours but we won't leave till everyone's questions are answered right and i believe also for people who
1: aren't able to make the meeting uh, that meeting will be live on pctv that's the plan anyway.
3: Thank you for that, Sean. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, So very important to get that information out. But that shouldn't stop people from coming out to the meeting and uh, talking. And when you're watching it on TV, if you have a question, you can't ask the question. So uh, you know, we say that and get engaged and get to the meeting, but it'll be there for you if you want to watch it. And you Maybe there's a
3: window. way that we can monitor Facebook that evening, uh, ah. you know, folks. If it's they're streaming, if you're streaming it on Facebook, <laughs> and they can post questions, yeah. so we'll, we'll get creative with uh, <laughs> with that.
1: Sometimes you don't want to monitor Facebook comments, so I'm just going to leave <laughs> leave <laughs> <Okay>. that there. <laughs> Sometimes. So lots of stuff going on here. Uh, Jim McGrath uh, is our guest this morning on Morning Drive, and let's see, get, see if I get this right this time. Parks and open space. And natural resources program manager.
3: That's correct. All right. Get it yeah, in there. Here the we City go. of
1: Pittsfield. And uh, so, uh, some other good things going on. we got some good things and bad things, right? All, all, all at once. Uh, there's some good stuff going on at Pontusic Lake. And for people who have memories of Pontusic Lake in the olden days, which I don't have, and I've lived in that neighborhood now for over 30 years, and I don't have those um, sort of um, uh, Kodak memories, if you will, of the way um, uh, that park used to be and function. Uh, but there's sort of a reimagining going on right now. Why don't you talk about that?
3: Yeah, yeah, and you're right. There, is, there are so many memories that folks have of growing up uh, in the summers mm-hmm. at Pontusic Lake Park. You know, the, the, the docks mm-hmm. and the, the lifeguards, and it was just a busy place. That's I've where heard, you. That's where you went on the weekends. Yeah, and, I've heard uh, that
1: Upper North Street was almost like a little a highway of sidewalk where kids would be walking from, let's say, the North End or the Wakona um, uh, Street area, and they'd walk up Upper North Street to the lake, and that that would be their, you know, their hangout for the entire summer.
3: There are so many amazing pictures and stories about the, you know, the the, the era of uh, of the park, and so what we're trying to mm-hmm. do is in some ways, recapture that mm-hmm. with uh, with a reimagined design of the park. Um, and when I say reimagined, I'm not saying that the park will be radically uh, changed, but we're going to look to improve it because uh, you know, admittedly, there's been some deferred maintenance over the years and mm-hmm. we haven't invested uh, in a capital investment way at the park in many years. So mm-hmm. um,
1: I will uh, say about that area too that if anyone has not driven up there to take a look at that end of Pontusic Lake, it is really an iconic look of uh, for the city of Pittsfield. If you're going to include a few pictures of the city of Pittsfield to show people what it's like here, that shot f- looking through the the tall pine trees toward the lake, you just you can picture it, right? And and that is part but, of what we are here.
3: That view and that vista from that upper parking lot really is uh one of the best in the city. Mm-hmm. That looking straight out over the lake to Mount Greylock, yeah. it really is um, you know and, and ag- that 's part of what we 've recognized in mm-hmm. this plan. There are so many folks that pull up into the upper parking lot on Hancock Road mm-hmm. uh, to try to get a glimpse of that view and what we 're also what we 're trying to do is uh, is enhance that so mm-hmm. there 'll be a certain amount of underbrush cutting mm-hmm. so uh, so we can sort of extend the the experience within the parking lot. Um, We recognize that not everyone can get down to the water's edge from where there's a very tall stair set in that location. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll be making some improvements on the staircase there and making some resting spots because maybe you just want to walk down a little bit and Mm -hmm. sit on a bench and look out over the view so... Um, new benches, new picnic tables, accessible pathways throughout the park. Mm. Um, We're planning a new promenade walkway from the boat ramp parking lot along the water's edge to a Ah. cantilevered uh, pier uh, over the water. Very nice. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. imagining that uh, this is the place where everyone who wants to take a prom photograph goes. That's really Mm. my vision. If Mm -hmm. we can create this uh, iconic and picturesque spot, um, that can uh, that that can be featured in everyone's prom photo. <laughs> that is that is sort of what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, so and then on and the other side, so that's I'd, one side, right? And so yep. it's really a project
1: that will focus on both sides of that area. And we think of the Hancock Road side. The what would you call that?
3: The Southern side, or yeah, the the, the Hancock Road south side, south side. Uh, mm-hmm. and then there's the north side on the north side of the channel, closer to the uh, uh, the Rusty Anchor. Mm. That side will feature a new uh, a, a new swimming beach. Mm. Um, we're trying to remove the swimming beach from the south side, just because there's conflict between boaters. And swimmers, we're really Mm. trying to eliminate that, make for a safer situation. So that makes sense. uh, A new small swimming beach on the north side um, with some other minor improvements. But generally, overall, the park will have a refresh, Mm. and we're really excited about it. The construction will begin in July. And we'll take wow. about. So it uh, is happening. We'll take about ten months. Mm. Uh, so we're working on the permitting, the final project designs as we speak. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're lo- really looking forward to this. will be a fun one.
1: Yeah. And uh, how much of this project was funded from grants and things like that? Because that, that's always a very important part of making something like this happen, right?
3: Yeah. So this was a project that we knew would be ripe for the state's park grant program. Mm. And uh, so we applied for half a million dollars last year for that, and the city matched to half a million dollars. So we have a million dollar project. A certain amount of that is for design work. And um, we are, uh, yeah, we're speeding forward.
1: Yeah. So people can expect to enjoy that maybe in the summer of 2025,
3: possibly? Summer of 2025. Yeah. yeah. After July of 2025, the project will, will cut a ribbon on the project. Mm. And, um, and then that's only phase one. Yeah. The, the project is, is large enough that it, 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 we know we can't capture it all in this, mm. fa- fund, this round of funding we have. So mm. there will be a phase two. And again, we'll be looking forward uh, to, to working with the Commonwealth mm. again.
1: Well, it certainly is an active area there already. And as you mentioned, with all the boats and the boat ramp, uh, you know, very, very popular spot uh, to just come and hang out and enjoy the view. Um, the, the beach, there isn't really a functional beach there right now, right?
3: Yeah, the, 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 the beach area coincidentally has gone from sandy beach area to wetland. mm so the, originally, the project was conceived at the park to r- uh simply recreate the beach in, in the area where it was at the bottom of the stairs. Mm. Once we started getting into the project, it was determined very quickly that, hey, this is all wetland; we can't mm. just put the beach back here um so that sort of prompted us to start looking uh, in a larger way at Pontusa mm. lake park and sort of, that's what led us into the master plan and the grant for the mm. so that's was sort of th- that started the whole thing off right. uh but uh, yeah, we're gonna, so where the wetland is, where the old beach was, mm. we're going to recreate uh, or, or enhance the wetland there. Oh. There'll be a boardwalk over the top of that. Uh, nice. Yeah, so that, that's really the difference between on there.
1: between planning projects today in the modern time and planning projects, let's say, 50 to 75 years ago. Probably more like 75 years in, in the 50s, 40s, 50s, where they would have just said... Take that out and put yeah. a beach there. That's that's what we want in that spot. Fill and, the and, wetlands, right? Exactly. You know, and you just yeah. don't you don't do that anymore.
3: No, nope. can't do that anymore. <laughs> um, do that
1: now, anymore. so for the beach part, which would be on the northern side, mm-hmm. uh, people would get to that by
3: coming into that parking lot next to the Rusty Anchor and and parking there. Is that how that will work? Yeah. There's so sort of two two parking lots that that the city maintains on that north side. There's one uh, just on the north side of the channel, sort of accessed uh, uh, if you were to turn into the Pines condominium. Complex. We have a parking area there oh, with okay. about eighty so spaces, get there and then that. there's parking spaces uh, associated with where the Rusty Anchor is. So there's mm-hmm. two spots, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we'll be looking to welcome families mm-hmm. uh, to that end of the park for for swimming with mm-hmm. the kiddos.
1: And some of that has been uh, facilitated by that project that <laughs> many people still remember from the mid '90s when the wall went up, right? Uh, but that that really changed sort of the character of how Route Seven comes into Pittsfield um and it's hard to even remember yeah now that was be- because that was it's been be- so long that
3: was before my time but yeah. certainly I have seen a lot of the maps and yeah. uh and a lot of the newspaper stories about that that was a big contentious project oh, Yes. Yeah. and uh but what it did is it les- left us a very handsome little park there, sort of isolated away from the roadway. Right.
1: Because otherwise it would have been right on the road. It would have and, been right and on this, the road. This wouldn't have been possible. That's so, right. So, in a way, we were getting some of those dividends back from, from that big project in the 90s.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Jim McGrath is my guest here this morning on Morning Drive, and uh, we're talking about uh, parks and open spaces and natural resources—everything uh, that the Berkshires has um, uh, bountifully. We have, we have, we are blessed with a lot of uh, great things here, and uh, people need to remember that. Uh, you know, uh, we we we've got it. We've got to work on it. Uh, it 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 never can just stay the same, right? It always has to. Uh, uh, be improved or at least maintained and uh, that's what we see with a lot of um, uh, parks and uh, and other things um, and I, we're getting close to the top of the hour and I know this is a bigger subject but the, uh, the Bel Air Dam which is um, something that sort of falls within your your area of concern, right? That's, um, uh, and I know we've talked about that on this yeah. show before, uh, but that's a project that is also moving forward, and there that it's an older dam from the 17, 1800s? I don't yeah, know exactly it's a, when. It's,
3: it's a it's a block laid dam that was built in the eighteen hundreds mm. um, for uh, purposes of creating hydropower for some of those associated mills, mm-hmm. which are no longer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the dam is um, it's in really tough shape. Uh, the property owner has walked away from his responsibility Mm. to repair the dam. So in essence, the dam is sort of hanging out there. Uh, we've recognized it as a, as a threat. Uh, Mm. you know, it's, it's in tough shape Mm. and, uh, There's a lot of contaminated sediment behind the dam, Mm -hmm. and so uh, we've been working with the state over the past 15 years to identify this as a real priority. Mm -hmm. And And for people
1: that don't know, uh, it's located in, again, the the north end uh, uh, in in Wakona Street area. You might not even know it's there uh, if you're just driving by it.
3: Yeah, it's right on Wakona Street, right, uh, right near Peasley's Market, mm-hmm. uh, between Peasley's and Harry's Market, on that stretch of mm-hmm. Wacona Street. Again, yeah, it's it's hard to see. It's sort of sort of tucked away down there, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a pond associated with it that's sometimes hidden and obstructed by all the vegetation. But the project will uh, ha- has received $20 million in funding from the mm. Commonwealth, mm. and I give major kudos to Governor Healey. When she came into office, one of the first things that she uh, did was ask the city of Pittsfield, what are your priorities? And uh, at the time, Mayor Tyre said, this is a priority, and it's a very expensive priority, mm. uh, not only for the city, but for the state of Massachusetts. And the governor found the funding mm. through ARPA, through the state's mm-hmm. ARPA allocation, the Recovery Act Plan funds. Mm. And here we are. So we good s- use
1: for it, actually. And, and, you know, it's a problem that was never going to go away. It was just going to get worse. Yeah. Uh, just sits there. And, you know, it. it- Maybe it will, you know, stay fine for another 25, 50 years. Maybe it'll fail tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you just can't tell.
3: Yeah, we weren't willing to take that risk, so yeah. we're working as swiftly as we can on the. Uh, there's some land acquisition involved or, uh, with the project. There is permitting. There, mm. uh, there's a lot of hydrologic analysis, understanding upstream and downstream, what's going to happen when the dam is removed. Mm. So all that's happening right now. The state's taking the lead on the project. The city is just a strong partner, strong local partner. Uh, our job is to make certain that this crosses the finish line mm. and uh, it, it seems like we're we're well on our way so this so is a, this is a really critical project for that stretch of the city
1: and what timeline are we looking at for that project I know it's something that's f- starting fairly soon but it's a, it's a longer term project as well
3: right yeah we we want to be under construction or deconstruction mm. of that dam in 2025 okay.
1: So um, basically, all the planning and permitting and everything else that we talked about with yep. other projects has to apply here as well.
3: Exactly. So mm-hmm. all that work, uh, planning work, twenty twenty four construction in twenty twenty five. You know, we can't wait any longer. This this is a priority for everyone. Yeah.
1: And um, so, what will that area look like once the dam is gone? It will just be, whose River, River, uh, East uh, West Branch. Which
3: Which branch is that? It's uh. It's it's. It's not even considered a branch. No. Of the, it's it's the outflow from Pontusic Lake, okay. um, and uh, so so it'll it, it look like a riverine system. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it will there'll be some uh, vegetation removal along Wakona Street to sort of open it up a little bit mm-hmm. and daylight the area a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, it'll it'll just look like a sort of a, a nice quiet river mm-hmm. over there, paralleling Wakona Street. And it won't have the, um, you know, there won't be a pond, oftentimes there's a pond behind there because the, the dam captures the water and pools it uh, yeah. but uh, yeah it'll 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 look a lot different but um, much more improved from a from a, a functioning ecosystem as well mm-hmm.
1: so it'll actually uh, help improve some of the neighborhood as well in that area and uh, also take out a major threat right that's the big that's the big question those are it, the two goals if something happens uh, to it and you know, as you said there's who knows what uh, underneath there yeah. <laughs> if, a, if a dam has been there for about 200 years or so yeah. and it was part of an industrial system at one time um, there are probably lots of things down there that, that have to get cleaned up and you don't want that stuff flowing down river.
3: That's right so uh, remove the dam and remove the contaminated sediment. Mm-hmm and uh, improve the ecosystem that's the, those are the, the two goals and, uh, and and that's really what the project is based on yeah
1: do you sense any um, uh, local impact at all to this project we talked about the one with the rest of river how people have to sort of know where the you know the places where the machinery is going to go and things like yeah, that. this seems like a the, the more one, of a contained uh, project
3: uh the one impact I, that is kind of revealing itself is that this is a really tight site it's a tight corridor and we have to remove the sediment from the pond and then get it to a lay down location where it can dewater. Hmm. It looks like we're probably going to need to uh, create a situation on Wacona Street in that stretch where it's one lane. Oh. So that might mean for, you know, for many months, there will be a sort of a one lane only uh, kind of like a situation like on Pex Road where yeah. we have... Uh, traffic signals allow, uh, you know, alternating traffic pattern there. Right. That would be disruptive. Wakona mm-hmm. Street in that stretch is pretty busy. Yeah. But uh, But, in, than or- people think, but yeah. in order for the project to be executed, we may have to look at uh, at that kind of traffic arrangement there.
1: Well, luckily, uh, the Pex Road uh, bridge situation, from what I heard from uh, uh, Commissioner Morales, is uh, going to be wrapped up. I don't know exactly when that will happen, uh, may- hopefully later this year. Uh, but maybe we'll trade one for the other Yeah <laughs> <laughs> In that neighborhood So I
3: travel PEX Road a lot I'm uh, yeah. looking forward to that one being
1: resolved Won't that be nice? Yes, exactly um, So we're speaking with Jim McGrath here On uh, Morning Drive 89.7 WTBR-FM And we have reached that top of the hour break So we'll do that real quick And we will come back for part two Of our conversation with Jim This is uh, Morning Drive again 89.7 WTBR-FM We will return right after this Stay tuned for more Morning Drive here on
2: WTBR-FM.
0: The Berkshire's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Support for WTBR comes from MyCom Federal Credit Union, 101 Fence Street in Pittsfield, where their mission is to continue to promote the principle of people helping people while providing services that meet the diverse and ever-changing needs of their membership. MyCom Federal Credit Union, online at mycomcu.org. And do you need help heating your home? Berkshire Community Action Council may be able to help. The Fuel Assistance Program is accepting new applications beginning November 1st. This program assists with your primary heating source, including all heating types. Once you're eligible for fuel assistance, you're also eligible for a discount on your electric bill. Go to bcacinc.org for more information.
1: Hey, it's Sean from WTBRFM.
2: The Berkshire Coalition for Suicide Prevention recognizes that everyone has a role at saving lives. Through ongoing discussion and education, we may be able to recognize the warning signs and understand how to confidently address the subject of suicide in order to save lives. It takes just one person to offer hope and save a life. Contact the Berkshire Coalition for Suicide Prevention at berkshirecoalition.org for more information. Support for this public service announcement comes from
0: Berkshire Community College and Park Square Productions.
2: Greetings, this is John Pollock, host of The Jazz Train, which comes your way every Saturday night from 10 to 1130. The Jazz Train generally features music recorded on a particular calendar date in years past and provides relevant commentary and discographical details. So why not join me for a ride on The Jazz Train for a weekly musical adventure, coming to you on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio.
0: Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC provides access to higher education to everyone in Berkshire County and beyond, offering more than 50 high quality programs, small class sizes, and an affordable education to help their students of all ages achieve their dreams. At BCC, their middle name is Community, and from Park Square Productions. Park Square Productions provides high quality video and audio productions for businesses and nonprofit organizations throughout the Berkshires. Find more information about Park Square Productions and what they can do for you at parksquareproductions.com.
2: You have chosen wisely. WTBR. And now back to the morning drive on WTBR FM, Pittsfield Community Radio.
1: Yes, welcome back to Morning Drive here on 89.7 WTBR-FM. I'm Sean Sayre here with you on Friday, March 1st, and we are at the beginning of the month. We uh, we made it through that long February, <laughs> the longer February than we usually have, once every four years. Last, uh, that was just yesterday. And so now we're moving on uh, to the the warmer months of the year. Uh, we still have to get through March coming in like a lion, which it is definitely cold, and we got some wind and I guess we're going to get some snow. Come on. We're not going to get any snow. Anyway, uh, Jim McGrath here with us for the second half of the show. We'll talk to him in just a moment. Let's get to that weather forecast and find out what's in store for us over the next day and a half anyway.
0: Berkshire weather.
2: WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area. Today, sunny. Sunny. Not as cool with highs in the lower 40s. Southwest wind 5 to 10 mph with gusts up to 20 mph. Tonight, mostly clear in the evening, then becoming mostly cloudy. Not as cold with lows in the upper 20s. South wind 10 to 15 mph with gusts up to 25 mph. Saturday, rain likely with a chance of snow in the morning, then rain in the afternoon. Highs in the mid 40s. South wind 10 to 15 miles per hour with gusts up to 25 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation 90%. Weather forecasts for WTBRFMR are provided by the National Weather Service.
1: So, a bit of a warm up there, but, uh, and I was hearing that early next week we were also going to be in the 50s, but that does come at a cost for our Saturday. We're going to get a little precip there tomorrow, sounds like, but uh, at least <laughs> not down in the 20s with, uh, you know, 35 mile an hour gust. If we can avoid that, uh, all the better. All right, Jim McGrath, uh, thanks for being here again this morning, joining us for part two. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me again. Um, So let's talk about uh, Wakona Park, because that uh, is, again, uh, something in the news. You've got a lot of stuff in the news. Um, Wakona Park on a lot of people's minds uh, recently because of uh, the in the last couple of years of not being able to um, uh, use the grandstand from from the um, structural deficiencies and and we've had that conversation here on this program before and of course the Wakona Park Restoration Committee has been hard at work uh, with designers and architects and uh, trying to sort of nail down an idea of how much it might cost and uh, to to replace uh, or re- restore the park. Um, sounds like they're hitting a bit of a snag now with the uh, Mass Historical um, Commission, deciding that maybe they want to have a second look at some things. What's the status right now at Wakona Park?
3: So, yeah, we'll, we'll address the the Mass Historic Commission part. So as the the, the park, not only the grandstand, but the entirety of the park is on the National Register of Historic Places. It requires us, as we conceive any project at the park, to work with Mass Historic Commission and to file paperwork letting them know what we're looking to do. Mm. So we did that and we heard back from them that they would prefer that the city retain the current grandstand and Mm. repair it. They had been provided all of the information around the deficiencies and the severity of the uh, 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 the deterioration of the superstructure, mm-hmm. and a lot of other information around uh, the the current state of the building. I don't think they read it all. Mm. Um, So they've come up with a position uh, that we should retain the grandstand. Of course, the cities and the committees uh, is looking to raise the entirety of the grandstand and rebuild a new one. The the raise and rebuild option is what we're pursuing. So we've got some work to do with Mass Historic and we've hired a historic preservation consultant to work on our behalf. And to advocate for what we're trying to achieve down there, so we're we're confident that mass historic will come around once they really understand. You know the position that we're mm-hmm. in with the grandstand. It's you know it's uh, it's it's deficient in a number of ways, uh, from accessibility and fire safety. Um, if we're to bring this per, the the grandstand up to code, it will cost nearly as much as building a new grandstand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sort of shocking, but true. Mm-hmm. So uh, for a number of reasons, we're pursuing the the raise and rebuild scenario, and we hope that Mass Historic will understand that the new building we're conceiving has a lot of the same characteristics as mm. the old building. It's in the same footprint, maintains the same roof line. Mm. We'll have the, a lot of the same sort of historically defining elements that the current grandstand has. We've been very intentional about uh, about how mm. we're designing the new grandstand to reflect a lot of the character of the old one. So yeah. I think once that narrative is out with Mass Historic, I think they'll they'll side on our, mm. uh, on our behalf.
1: Well, I suppose if you're in that business of historic preservation and you know that uh, someone brings you. A project and says, "Well, we know it's historic, but we're going to knock the whole thing down and start over." The first response that they're probably going to have is, "Wait a minute, why don't you start by rebuilding? You know what you've got, and 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 so that would might be their opening salvo, right?"
3: I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. So we'll continue to work with them and. Uh um, you know, like like every other part of the project, this takes this takes time. You know, we've been uh, for for almost a year now working on the project with designers. We've uh, you know we're certainly addressing the flooding concerns in the parking lot and. Um, we 're we 're in a phase right now of value engineering the building meaning we 're looking at every single component and trying to figure out is this make sense this uh, this wall piece in this location or this room over here can we downsize it mm. can we uh, make it more multi purpose so we 're trying to really trim the building to a point where um, where we 're not Uh, losing the intent of what we're trying to do. So there's sort of this intersection that we will come bump up against and say, we can't go any further. This is the building, this is the project and that's what will be presented. Mm. Uh, And of course there's a whole funding side that's happening in parallel, trying to develop that financial strategy on how to fund the building. Mm. So those conversations are ongoing with the administration and, uh, and counselor Persip, who is our fearless leader on the committee. Mm. We're, we're, we're going to get there. It's going to take some time.
1: Well, It's obviously going to be another long and complex project uh, with uh, a target date somewhere in the future. Um, Certainly, uh, you know, there's some urgency that's been thrown on the table uh, recently with the Pittsfield Suns announcing that they're going to pause their season, not be there playing this this summer. And I suppose, um, you know, members of the committee will probably take that into consideration and say, well, you know um, that this could be our future, right? We, if we don't uh, find a way forward to build or to reconstruct or do something, this is what we might have, and that's those are. Uh, I, I understand those are sometimes political uh, considerations. Uh, funding is another whole area, but really, what you're at at this point, it seems, is the um, you know uh, uh, designing and putting forward an effective and usable park, and then letting. Uh, the powers that be decide. Uh, okay, how are we going to move forward with that, and can we move forward with that?
3: Yeah, <clears throat> you're exactly right. The, the 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 main job right now is to get the building right mm. and to get to a price tag which uh, is palatable or or hits in some way is is reachable, mm. attainable.
1: And I think people see that big number, you know, with, with an M at the end of it, <laughs> and they say, well, how can the city afford that? And, but there are funding mechanisms to get that done where the city is not going to be on the hook for that entire price tag, right? That's the, yeah. that's the intent.
3: That's re- any project that I'm involved with, That w- always go into the project thinking, how can we have other people pay for this, whether it's state grants, federal grants, um donations you know they're Mm. they're certainly reducing the burden on the local Mm. taxpayer for for these Mm. park improvement projects is sort of where we that's the starting point yeah clearly there will need to be some local funding support for this and i know the mayor is considering what that might look like Mm. but at the end of the day we will chase every option available um and and we are doing that uh, as we speak Mm -hmm. so um, you know, more to come on that, but uh, um, you know, really the, the the focus right now is to get the building right uh, and to try to stay on track for a construction in 2025 mm. and a ribbon cutting in 2026. With uh, with whether it's the Suns or another team, mm. there will be a baseball professional baseball team. You can't build a new stadium mm. and uh, and not expect that someone will want to play baseball there. Right. But what and, what and this and it is a
1: gem for the for the city for sure. Right.
3: Yeah. What this what this what Kona Park continues to be a place where people want to be. And we're sort of yeah. seizing on that, even mm-hmm. though the Suns won't be coming back for a summer of baseball. There has been a lot of interest from local youth baseball and mm. adult baseball. Uh, there are other organizations reaching about reaching out about hosting their events there. Mm. Um, we continue to work with the Suns. They're not going away for the summer. They're not right. holding uh, hosting a baseball team, but they will be involved to some degree with event planning, mm. Uh, and Fourth of July fireworks and right. some other uh, uh, events. So, th- you know, this is our opportunity to uh, sort of l- have a c- have the community-centered Wakona Park this summer. So, there's gonna there's a, there's we'll be revealing sort of what that schedule might look like uh, in, in the coming weeks or months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there will be activity at Wakona Park, and uh, and we hope folks come out for it.
1: It shows how many connections there are from this park to the rest of the community. And, you know, you do think about the economic engine uh, that it it draws people to the city. It's another activity that makes you think, hey, Pittsfield's the place I want to be for a number of reasons. I want to go to the theater, I wanna go uh, to uh, a, an art gallery, I want to go to a game at the end of the night, I wanna have, uh, you know, enjoy a, a drink or some a meal down on North Street. I mean, all these things are puzzle pieces, right, that, that come together uh, and make this a desirable place to be and then also to come and visit.
3: You're right, there's a real interconnectedness between the work that I'm involved with and the work that, you know, yesterday, Jane Glockner was here talking yeah. about the initiatives of the Office of Cultural Development. Um, and of course, the economic development activities, uh, new restaurants, and other opportunities that are uh, happening on North Street and, and in our community. So, yeah, it, it very much is an interconnected web, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's one of the reasons I like working in the office of community <laughs> development, as you can see all the pieces uh, that sort of contribute to this the the operations of the city from a very practical standpoint around housing and zoning but from mm-hmm. a, a you know an opportunistic standpoint of uh, of sort of planning for our future and, and uh, trying to imagine what it looks like and how we get there right and the real
1: hard work you know is done uh, at that level in the in the details isn't it uh, we see the headlines and it's easy to talk about the headlines and where that's headed but uh, you know from from that back uh, area of where all that work is done, and it's, it's I'm sure, weeks and months of, of time putting in those details so that everything does turn out just right from, from all those standpoints, funding and design and architecture and yeah. everything. So. Yeah, there's,
3: there's a real strong team, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and I'll just give kudos to Justine Dodds and our mm-hmm. uh, uh, staff at Community Development. You know, we show up every day uh, trying to figure out how we can make this city better mm-hmm. uh, for, for those that live here, for those that are visiting is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It really is a lot of work, but uh, there's a lot of gratification in what we do when we see sort of things happening. And, uh, um, uh, you know, and Wakona Park will be one more piece. We'll get there. Uh, It it may take, uh, you know, there may be some some sweat and some tears (laughs) along the way, but uh, we will get there Mm -hmm. and uh, Wakona Park will continue to be an asset of this city. Yeah.
1: Speaking of things happening, let's talk about Springside Park and the Springside Pond. So there's a project I think we talked about uh, in a previous uh, interview that we've had here, but uh, that was just a concept at one point, and now uh, something's going to be happening very soon.
3: One of the first documents that I read (laughs) when I came into my position with the city back in 2001 um, was a Springside Pond restoration plan. (laughs) And uh, that that had been grant funded by the previous uh, park director, Bob Malachi, Hmm. and it spoke to this vision of uh, of rehabilitating the pond for, uh, you know, for ice skating and for other purposes. You know, over the years, the pond had silted in and the the dam had failed Mm -hmm. and it just kind of became an eyesore. So here we are 22 years later, (laughs) 23 years later, with a project to completely rehab the Springside Pond on Springside Avenue. Mm. So it is a project that is fully funded, fully designed, fully permitted. Uh, we've had our, um, our, our initial kickoff meeting with the contractors mm. and within the next, uh, month to two months, you will see activity down there. Wow. Uh, we'll dredge the pond. Um, there will be some new pathways constructed that will get you down to the pond. There'll be a boardwalk over the pond. Mm. Um, the dam will be completely repaired. So the pond will hold water. It's mm. going to be wonderful. Wow. And, um, it, it's not a place for swimming. We're not right. creating a new pond for swimming no. but and uh, there was some history of that there right yeah at one point there was a, and in fact there was a swimming pool a chlorinated mm. swimming pool built within the pond huh. kind of a Crazy a, arrangement, but it, oddity, it right. was done in the '50s <laughs> under Vin Hebert. Uh, a chlorination system in the uh, in the pond, huh. um, but so all of that infrastructure still exists hmm. underground and in the pond. We're sort of ripping all of that out. Hmm. The, the concrete. Oh, liner. So it's
1: just been there the whole time. Yeah. Wow. It's,
3: so we're we're, yeah. so we're pulling all that out, restoring hmm. the banks of the pond, fixing the dam, and um, mm-hmm. you know this is a this is just. This is a project that has been on our wish list for years. Mm. We knew we'd get to it, uh, but this sort of timing aligned uh, well. Uh, we've been able to access ARPA, City's ARPA money, the Recovery Act funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a great source of yeah. uh, of some funds for park improvements. Yeah,
1: and kind of a one-time thing, right? I mean, it's not money that's going to come every day, every year, every decade. Uh, you got it, and it's something that will improve something long-term for the city.
3: Yeah, yeah, and ARPA really has made... Uh, you know an impact on our community in so many different ways Uh, there have been so many recipients and so many projects and organizations that have that are doing great work that have been able to extend their work and uh and in the park system we've benefited as well um you know the pickleball courts were funded with arpa funding Mm -hmm. and and now the springside pond project so springside park was a real beneficiary of of that source and uh Again, we're really excited about the pond project. Uh, again, this is the <laughs> the summer of construction in the <laughs> Pittsfield Park System. Must
1: be rewarding, though, to see that stuff come to fruition, especially something like that where you started looking at right. it when you first started, and that's uh, you know, as the years go by, that <laughs> that's that's a number of years now, yeah. um, and to see that happening uh, is probably a great thing.
3: Yeah, it really is. I've uh, you know, I, I as a young professional in the Park System, I um, I. I had a lot of ideas and a lot of thoughts, and we did a lot of planning around looking out uh, at, at what needed to get done. And to be here in this situation to see projects like the Common, mm. which was a multi-year, multi-million-dollar restoration of uh, of what was a you know a, a, a sort of a derelict downtown park, mm. which is now the sort of the vibrant heart of our downtown. Right. Um, you well, know if that, there's any
1: park that you're going to show off, yeah. right, it's one that people travel by every single day, yeah. um, and yeah. that really represents for people, this is Pittsfield you drive by and you say and what it used to look like and now what it looks like and you say wow that's the this yeah. is a, this is a happening place they so that's, they that's got a the, great space there
3: that's the reward that mm. i get um you know seeing folks in the park seeing them uh seeing families uh engaged at the park seeing all these cool activities happening you know we're going to have a pride right. fest at the common this uh uh this spring early summer you know there will be four thousand people on the common mm. for for that event that is just remarkable to me that uh, <laughs> that we could we, you have
1: Imagine that when uh, you no. were originally designing it.
3: Never, yeah, never. But I think you know. But m- maybe so. That the, yeah. so the idea was. You probably cr- thought it was possible, at least, right? The idea was to yeah. create a gathering space which, um, which was handsome and durable uh, and accessible for everyone. And uh, yeah, so here we are. Mm. Uh, you know, the common has just been a point of pride for, uh, for me and and the uh, and certainly the, the the rest of the folks that work in the park system. Yeah.
1: We're speaking with Jim McGrath here on Morning Drive this morning. We're talking about parks and open spaces and natural resources—all the things that uh, that we have a lot of here in Pittsfield, but uh, always take some maintaining and always take some. Uh, you have to you have to devote some time and effort, and uh, always keep things going because you know you have to. Um, how how else can you keep things uh, looking good and working well? Uh, unless you do, um, uh, and we got a couple other uh, big projects that are happening this summer. But we got to talk about the the vandalism and the um, the theft of, uh, of the copper and stuff in the in the two parks. It's it's so disheartening, right, to see all the work that goes in. What we just talked about with some of these parks, and we, we've uh, improved them so much, and then to see you know that sort of get torn down with one one or two acts of, of vandalism must be very disappointing.
3: It really is, and um, you know we. we it certainly reveals to us that we have to do a better job in securing our buildings mm. and uh, and providing security f- you know, probably cameras is something we need mm. to start looking at. Uh,
1: it's too bad it gets I- to, to that, isn't it?
3: It is. It, it, it is. Um, it 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 it's crushing yeah i'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna lie, you know these are you know as we are coming into the spring time and sort of planning for the summer months and you know these are two parks where we have playground programs and uh, yeah. uh you know benefit little
1: kids i mean and, and, this is and, what we want to do for the city for folks right,
3: so we've had to realign some priorities hmm. within the within the building maintenance department to um, begin the planning to fix the clap park and, uh, and the common and get those up and ready. So, but it's going to come at a cost, Mm. which is currently not budgeted. We've got to realign some monies to make this happen. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely disheartening. And I, I, can't imagine that someone didn't see or hear, uh or or so you know i I will say again if you see something hear something please say something we need everyone to have eyes on our parks and to uh to call even if you think it it, you know it may be minor give a call to the Mm. police let's check it out it's uh, they'd rather come out to an issue that's a non-issue than uh than miss something that's a big deal right
1: Yep, and it takes all of us to pull together to do that. Uh, it only takes uh, uh, one or two of them to, uh, to make the problem happen, but it's all of us that that can pull together and and uh, at least try to ward some of this stuff off. It's just you hate to see the story, but, you know, it is what it is, and um, I'm sure by this summer those will be back up and working so folks can enjoy them.
3: Let's hope so. Yeah.
1: Um, and then let's end on a couple of really cool things. Uh, the Taconic... High school track. Uh, again, anyone who has gone up and walked on the track or had students there who have uh, done track and field, uh, again, uh, it was a great facility for a long time, but they only last so long, and it uh, needs resurfacing and needs other things. What's going on up there?
3: Your son was a runner, wasn't he? He was, Taconic as a matter of fact.
1: He did both uh, cross-country yeah. and track. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the track is... Um, uh, that track is probably thirty years old, approximately. So mm. it's it's really at the end of its useful life. Yeah. Um, the track has had some uh, some delamination. The, the the rubber is peeling away from the underlying uh, asphalt. Mm. So it's it, it's time to. Rip, replace the track it's beyond repair so we have a project that uh redesign the complete track and the permitting associated with all that we were able to get some funding through the Mm. city's capital budget over the past couple years we just bid the project and mm-hmm. the project will be under construction this spring, early summer oh, that's for great. complete redesign of the track. Um, the one cool thing that will happen is that it's right currently a six lane track. Mm. Uh, one straight away will be an eight lane straight away, which is um, something that the, the track and field world has been, you know, is mm. really desirable. Uh, and, um, you know, there's uh, there's one jump pit now and there'll be two jump pits. You mm-hmm. know, we're, we're really trying to make improvements. There was a lot of. Uh, input from the track and field coaches and uh, and athletes around ideally what hmm. they wanted to see there. So we've been able to make these improvements. Looking forward to seeing that under construction this summer as well.
1: Yeah, no, that's great news. And um, you know, again, they they uh, once you put something in, it doesn't stay forever. Uh, it does have a, a useful life, and uh, there there needs to be an reinvestment in things. I think uh, you know the at the city. In general is, is behind things like that. Uh, nobody likes paying more taxes for sure. Uh, I think you know, we count pretty much everybody in that bucket. But at the same time, if we don't reinvest in, in the things that we have, uh, you know, things deteriorate and you just have to keep, keep on it. Um, any chance that uh, football will ever be played at that location? Again, I think the BCC turf field seems to be the place where um, Pittsville High and Taconic uh, are gravitating toward now to, to play
3: yeah I'm um, uh, unsure about that. Mm. Well they'll, they'll continue to have practices there. Yeah. Um, once and for all we are going to correct that uh, the failing goalpost, which you, <laughs> you may drive by and you see the, the upright has listed uh, <laughs> and, and, and then we fix it and then is that
1: for left-handed kickers? Yeah mm-hmm. so w-
3: w- uh, we're gonna replace those uprights uh, with mm. ones that are um, f- functional all the time. Mm. So, yeah so uh football will, will, will you know it'll be a it'll be a spot for football practice and mm-hmm. if they want to host games there as well that the 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 site will be ready for that yeah and so.
1: it's not it's not a great uh, fan experience there with the with the uh, bleachers and stuff yeah uh. Uh, BCC team seems to be a, a bit more of a, of a you know full facility for stuff like that.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's better situated. Just you can circulate around the BCC yeah. site better than the than the Taconic site. Yeah. Taconic's you know a little disconnected from parking and mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah, yeah. But, but that's what people, we got. That's what we have. But so. a
1: lot of people use the track also who aren't in high school, right? I mean, there's plenty of people that use that for walking, uh, drive by and, and see folks using it all the time. It's a great asset for the, the for the community. It really mm-hmm.
3: is a safe place to walk. Uh, measured distance and folks feel safe there. And that's important. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of folks that um, that get out there every single day and uh, we love that. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, then the other great thing that's going to be opening, uh, we sort of mentioned it earlier, was pickleball courts. Uh, as I drive by uh, there every once in a while, I see that there looks finished to me, but maybe it's not. What's the condition of pickleball? It's at, uh, I guess what would we call that? Northern Springside Park. Yeah, yeah. It's
3: Northern Springside up uh, at the near the Doyle Softball Complex yeah. across from the uh, Country Club. So the pickleball courts are fully constructed. The parking lot is constructed. All the fencing is in. We just simply have to put the lines down. So it's got to mm. be painted. The lines have to be put down. And that could only happen in the warmer weather. Mm. There's a certain temperature range that has to be agreeable for that. Uh, the nets will go in, and then some shade sails. We have some shade sails because uh, uh, it's oh. a, a it's a sort of wide open, right. and sunny site. So there'll so, be some shade that we're putting in there. So um, people might
1: be playing pickleball um, in May. Well, in by, May.
3: I'm I'm saying May by uh, at some point in May we'll cut a ribbon up there for a community event and uh, welcome the community to. Get your pickleball paddles out.
1: Awesome. Well, that's good exercise. Get out there and do it. Enjoy it. All right, Jim McGrath, thank you so much for being here today. Got a lot in today. Uh, And uh, good luck with all those projects. We just revealed how
3: busy I am. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm a little nervous. You
1: certainly did. But have a good spring and summer, and uh, we'll see you again another time. All right, folks, have a great day out there today, and uh, enjoy the warm-up over the weekend and dodge the raindrops. Take care, everybody.